Hey everybody, before we start the podcast, we have an announcement to make. Special announcement. Exciting. We will be entertainment guests at Anime Houston. One of our favorites, Anime Houston. Anime Houston happens September 22nd through 24th at the Houston Marriott West Chase. In case you didn't figure that out, that means it's taking place in Houston, Texas. Yes, we will be there. We're going to be doing panels and running around and bumping fists and causing smiles. Shaking hands by special request, but yes, bumping yes. fists and causing smiles. And if you want to dance with us, we will probably be at the rave. Because <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We will see you at Anime Houston. See you there. Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast. Featuring Four Left Feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. We're recording outside. In the nature, yeah. on a hot, hot Texas summer day. We are. Why are we recording outside, Mikey? Because we met some awesome people and they hang out outside and so we had to go to where they were. Yeah. At the park near my house. That's it. Because I was walking by here one Monday and I was like, there's people over there playing with lightsabers. Yeah, why am I telling the story? This is your yeah. story. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, Scott, there's people who play with lightsabers near my house. And he said, let's contact them and talk about that. We're easily, we're easily uh, intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. So they graciously agreed to talk to us. And they are not just random people who play with lightsabers. Like us. We're random people who play with lightsabers. Yes. They're an actual group. They're the Saber Guild. Say hello, Saber Guild. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so we are the Dallas chapter of Saber Guild. Yes. Um, we're Corazon's Temple, and we're a one chapter of a global club. You're the costume guy, so you want to talk about guy. the costume guy? Yeah, we have Gareth, the costume guy, <laughs> and David's the technical guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the uh, stage director and stage choreographer director. that kind choreographer. of Choreographer. Yeah. Nice. Official title for the costume guy is uh, LCC, which is Le Legion costume consular local 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 costume <laughs> i like consular. legion better that's yeah. fine Legion's i like better. but yeah there's already a legion different club different club <laughs> <laughs> so local costume consular and it is my responsibility essentially to give people the lowdown on the rules necessary for getting a costume approved in the group so when you say approved what does that mean approved by you guys so since we are a global organization uh we do have a larger global entity that does all of the judging for costumes. Gotcha. They also have the general ruling body, et cetera, and all that which stuff. Which you are also part of. Which I am also one of the judges on this as well. Um, the general process is, is you put in a submission through the LCC with your costume, and I let you know, okay, yeah, that'll probably pass. That probably won't pass. There is a strict list of rules to make sure the costumes follow certain standards. Gotcha. Um, primarily, it's designed to make it so we can tell a story in 30 seconds. So people can look at the costumes and go, that's a Jedi, that's a Sith. That's a good guy, that's a bad guy. And so they try to make the colors follow those aesthetics. So blacks, reds for the bad guys, and then more earthy tones, lighter colors for the good guys, things yeah. like that. But it also prevents, like, my, well, admittedly, one of my favorite nerd things of, like, the mashup cosplay where you have, like, Sith Boba Fett or something. That's oh, a, a no-go. Right. Well, and <laughs> yep. one of the things we should mention is we are uh, one of the Lucasfilm 
recognized costuming clubs. There are awesome. five, I believe. Yep. Um, Saber Guild is the performing club. That's what sets us aside. We have the necessary insurance. That's the big one to be allowed to perform with lightsabers on stage mm. to perform the choreography that we practice. And so part of Gareth's job with costuming is to ensure that we meet a consistent standard of quality that is in line with how Lucasfilm wants us to represent their universe. Mm. And they're admittedly, I mean, I'm not part of the paperwork, but you hear a tale that they're pretty pretty tight ship over there as far as their particulars. Yeah, we've interviewed some guys from the 501st. We've interviewed an official Darth Vader before mm -hmm. and i guess there's only like five of him there's like only like five official <laughs> Darth Vaders right yep. now in the 501st because they want them to be tall and there's not a whole lot of guys who are there's always a dead. height requirement roller coasters <laughs> Darth Vaders Mikey's the short guy so mm, i won't get into it right now <laughs> we tend to prefer custom characters yeah so we'll play you know for a lack of a better term generic jedi generic sith so if you were to have a big fight scene um like the, the Clone Wars arena scene, yeah. right? right? We'll be the Jedi <laughs> who are off getting uh, shot by battle droids in the background. Right. Right. But not the red shirts. Like, you guys can hold your own at least for a little bit, right? Yeah. We generally like to keep our shows with the Jedi winning most of the time for the kids' sake. Yes, yeah, that's good. For the kids' sake. But the occasional fight, if it's like a longer situation... And sometimes we'll, we'll have nice events where we can uh, tell a story. So we might have the Sith win, and then the Jedi's apprentice comes back and fights ah. the same Sith and mm -hmm. wins. Or, for example, we were at FC Dallas, uh, the soccer game, uh, this past weekend performing. Oh, wow. Okay. And since this was our second performance, yep. you know, it's a second of a trilogy, so the Sith had to win, of course. <laughs> yes, this one was themed on Empire Strikes Back. I mean, we had a Darth Vader on hand, just back. like you were saying. So uh -huh. we, um, you know, Darth Vader had to come out and push all the Jedi back and kind of they show had off. this big official red button that started off the proceedings. And so <laughs> Vader would force push it and all the fireworks would go off. Oh, great. that's so cool. And it's at a soccer game. So you're yeah. like out in front of the, the whole crowd and everything. Tele mm -hmm. uh, televised with cameras on us and demoing in front of a big crowd of people. Um, I'm nearsighted. So luckily it was just a massive blob. I didn't really notice people. It was great. Uh, well, if you had noticed people, would it freaked you out a little bit? I don't know, because <laughs> I'm perfectly happy where I was. I have no problem with crowds, but as a performance person, that's you get uh, you, you, you get, get used, used to it. To it. <laughs> you have to. There you go. Well, you you said you were talking about costumes. You said stage direction. So mm -hmm. are you in charge of like the choreography and stuff that's going on in these trilogies that you're talking about? Yeah. So um, my official title is local stage director. There you go. Which in our temple, because it can change, you know, based on your individual group, but in our temple, I'm in charge of running practice, uh, ensuring a consistent standard of performance and capability from everyone who comes out. Basically, not only ensuring that you are safe for your partner when you're swinging, because with this is choreography, not combat, so at no point will we ever swing with the intention to strike another person gotcha. unless it is scripted and consensual. <laughs> um, I want you to hit me as hard exactly. as you can. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not how we do things around here. But my job is to make sure that we look good, we are safe, and just to kind of help kind of guide people. Now, I do choreograph fights, but mm -hmm. most of those are my own. I've often given advice to people who say, hey, I want more flash in my fight, or I want to ground it in this kind of historical combat. Mm -hmm. But I really like helping people craft their own kind of thing. Otherwise, it's all going to look like my choreography, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So... Uh, my job is more on the technical side as a teacher gotcha. and uh, to kind of guide people. Do you like use any of the like fighting styles 
Like from canon or historical? From like canon, like yeah, Absolutely. from Star Wars. So the, um, I know there's different like fighting positions and styles and. So getting into our actual choreography, so we use what's called our nine count system. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys look like you've graduated from kindergarten. So can you count from one to nine? Yes. Yeah, all the way through nine. So sometimes that qualifies you. Okay, <laughs> that qualifies you to do our combat system. Mm -hmm. Nine strikes, nine blocks, nine count. Nice. Right? Okay. Uh, the way that works, it is based on targeting position. So, for example, a number one will always target the opponent's left shoulder. So it does not matter how you do that, how you swing, what your strike looks like, as long as you end up in the right spot and you're safe. Interesting. So uh, we'll take those numbers one through nine, and we create combos out of them. Those combos often have names that are uh, pulled from canon, so we can shout them on stage, because if Gareth and I are fighting, Gareth forgets what he's doing, you can shout, uh, strike me down. And I would know that that's going to be a one, <laughs> two, three, one, two, three, six. Ooh, combo. no. Fancy. Right away. Wow. So those combos, we group them into difficulty levels, and then based on how they look put together into the canon styles. So we mm. have form one through form seven. Um, and that kind of allows people to say, if I want to make a fight and I want to look like uh, a form two Makashi, like dueling, fencing, Count Dooku style, mm -hmm. nice. uh, I can say, look at the, the combo sheet. You can look at these form two combos and that will allow you to kind of um, focus in that sort of like mm -hmm. fight aesthetic. Yes. Uh, we also pull a lot from historical combat. Yeah. Um, because martial arts were all of this started. So yeah. The nine count was based in uh, Hema. It's a form, Italian right? longsword right. uh, form. Oh, Roughly. wow. Uh, I believe it's Fiori. But, okay, but yeah. from actual combat and not like traditional stage combat? It was a little bit of both. On, right? Okay. So I, as, as a choreographer, and this is a me thing. I'm, but, no, I'm fascinated. Uh, Please, we're, we're getting into the weeds. I have, yes, I, I love, love I, I love these nerdy weeds. They feel good against my shins. So I, was, I did competitive <laughs> martial arts for... 20 odd years and yeah, yeah. I switched to choreography because uh, I was an opera major and I was really tired of getting hurt. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I like to pull from historical martial arts. So I usually have people once they start to develop their own style, um, we'll show them some videos and I'll say, look, if you have a video game or a movie or a historical like background that you want to work into your fighting style, let's work together and make that happen. Because like you said, we only have nine strikes, nine blocks. And if we pull, all these different techniques, and as long as the targeting is the same, I can make however many members we have look unique. There you mm -hmm. go. Which is, uh, I think, part of what makes our performances so good is you can really tell that's Gareth out there. He's fighting, you know, and, and from 100 feet away, I could tell you who that was out of our temple. Nice. Oh. It's always kind of fascinating to me, too, that you have, because you've got a bunch of different people who have different bodies. Yep. And these bodies don't always do exactly the same thing. And it's kind of like David does a lot to work with people's own limitations to figure out, well, if you can't do this thing, how can you still make it work? Right. And if it's you really can for people. spin around, you know, and do a 360 strike behind your head, that's OK. We can work with that. Yeah. My standing backflip is a little rusty. So, you know, yeah. you can accommodate yeah. that. Uh, yes, right. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we don't do many standing backflips. Uh, my wife has specifically forbidden me from backflipping. After uh, that one time, man, I'm telling you. Well, something like that. <laughs> There's a story here. So wait, so does this mean for you when you're in the middle of a choreographed fight, is it like in your head you're just like three, three, six, nine, eight, seven? I wouldn't say six, it's five, three, oh, nine. I wouldn't say um, <laughs> we have a combo that is that is eight, five, six, four, oh, nine. Um, 
it's it. Jenny's sister's number. But um, so <laughs> when I'm going through these things, I guess I don't think about the numbers as immediately once I get going. There you go. Um, that happens a lot more when we're actually doing the choreography because yep. we will often add to our fights single hits that don't appear in our uh, staged combos. Right, as like an accent strike. Or what if we do a blade lock, mm -hmm. that might be not part of a combo. But the combo system is how we prevent having to do exactly what you said, where we're going through a string of numbers like a computer. Yeah. That's very hard to remember. Yeah. Uh, it'd be like memorizing a piece of music note by note instead of by measures or motifs. I like it. Mm. Phrasing. I always like to think of it as like uh, the combo or not the combos but the strikes are lego bricks hmm? the combos are the instruction manuals that you get with the right. kits but you still have bricks you're making a diorama together. is the right. whole fight yeah exactly mm -hmm. they associated to the legos they know who they're talking to <laughs> i understand completely now <laughs> well um, where do the sabers come from where do you get them we 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 go to a lot of conventions we've talked to people who sell them you know, they all claim you can beat them together. Yes. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> but you guys must need to be able to beat them together. So the first thing on durability, like you said, yeah. we use stunt sabers for the vast majority. I think we have one or two uh, sound-enabled sabers mm -hmm. in the temple. Uh, but for the most part, stunt sabers allow us to be more simple mm -hmm. because it's basically a flashlight and there's a lot less to break. And if yeah. you do break it... It's a lot less money. <laughs> we have a variety of vendors that people have gotten sabers from. Uh, everything from like Crimson Dawn on yes. some of the, the we know lower those end. guys. Yeah, those are those are yeah. great guys over there. Or um, we'll have a lot of Saber Forger Ultra Sabers for entry level stuff people come in with. But I think the core of our temple, you know, uh, saber wise, is we tend to we tend to take the roll your own approach because a Jedi crafts his own weapon. Yes, that's that's very strongly established in canon. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll use. Things like the Custom Saber Shop, uh, TCSS, they have their MHS system, mm -hmm. which is talking about Legos. Yeah. Legos for lightsabers. Nice. Um, they have a common pitch pipe thread oh, all of their okay. parts use. So you can craft your own, and then we'll install them in-house and do all sorts of different um, customizations, paint jobs, uh, different form factors. And this is something you guys offer? Uh, so we don't actually offer it as a group at all. Not as a temple, no. Some oh, okay. of our members on their own uh, will do their own like commissions for people, whatever, but that's not directly related to Saber Guild. Gotcha. Um, but we do, there's a lot of different vendors out there. And if you talk to the different um, local groups across the country and the world, actually, we've got some, um, just got a temple in the UK recently. Yep. Nice. Um, there's, there's a quite a variety and you can find that usually like a few members will start getting sabers. And so you talk to a different group and they'll have their own personal preferences and whatnot. They're all over the place. We've just kind of kind of settled into the patterns that we like. Yeah. And <laughs> what's easier for us, plus we like to support our own members. Yep. Um, I, quite a few temples have sabersmiths in-house. Mm. Yeah. You Which, hear that, Scott? <laughs> Sabersmiths. That sounds like it's right up your alley, buddy. We're on it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like to we like to be able to craft yeah. what we're doing, and from a performance side, it really helps if you can fix what yeah, 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 is yeah, on yeah. stage. Uh, if your saber breaks in the middle of a show, you mm -hmm. still got a whole weekend left to go. I can run backstage, pull the soldering kit out of my backpack, and have yep. anyone up and running in thirty minutes. There you go. Right yeah, there. Yeah, if you spent like four hundred dollars on a saber, you're going to be thinking about like just thinking about the saber the whole time. Like, don't hit me, don't hit me. Yeah. Right. 
So do you have a purple saber with B A M F on it somewhere <laughs> around here? We do not. Just, we do okay. not have a face character Mace Windu either. No, <laughs> we don't. We do have a member who was approved with a purple saber. Mm. And in spirit, I'm sure it has B A M F on it. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about the saber colors. What are you what what are you guys allowed? Are you allowed uh, like all of them from like Knights of the Old Republic, there or are, are you only allowed the stuff that's currently canon? It's not a purple shade of purple. No, that is very specifically stated in our costume regulations. But for the most part, uh, we have Jedi and Sith colors, so um, I guess I'll do Jedi colors and do Sith. That sounds good. So for Jedi, you've got your greens, your yes, blues, yes, um, yes. shades thereof, so, you know, cyan, teal. Okay. Um, I exclusively use lime green sabers. Nice. Because uh, I like to be special. <laughs> um, amber is a Jedi color. Yellow is as well as... <laughs> Yellow. Purple is Guardians. Sorry, um, <laughs> I like the yellow. I like the yellow. And we played in Knights of the Old Republic. I always picked Guardian. I always picked yellow. Uh, Sorry, but I, I think that's it for Jedi colors. So with Sith, it's red. Lots and of red. More red. More red. <laughs> um, also red. Mm-hmm. Blood orange. Blood orange. What? That's the new Ahsoka color. We just saw that on yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an, a dark orangey color. Yeah. So the, the yeah, hard the part more... is differentiating amber. From blood orange, whatever that that shade is, yeah. uh, when you're talking about photographing a flashlight, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so also uh, tied into costume related stuff, you do actually have to get your saber color approved as well uh-huh. when you send it in, and it is so difficult to take the picture of some of these colors that ride that line between red, orange, and amber. Yeah, that is. You get up to try to figure out all these different lighting techniques to show, no, this is orange. This isn't red. Yes. Mm. Especially since the blades themselves have a refractive film inside. Yeah, yeah. So they, they make it so difficult to photograph. Yeah. <laughs> we manage. We do. We do. Mine is specifically sunburst, and it doesn't look right. <laughs> Mikey's picking sunburst. <laughs> Uh, just a real quick, on a personal level, I would love to hear uh, a little quick story about how you guys came to the Saber Guild yourself. What brought you here? We walked by and saw awesome lightsabers. Oh, mine is mine is relatively easy. Someone, um, someone's pointing at herself. That, uh, <laughs> uh, so that that story <laughs> that that story backs up to a simple matter of I am married to the reason. There you go. Um, I mean, we both already were into the Star Wars groups. And she came to Texas for school for a couple of years. Um, this was before we were actually married. And she ended up then meeting David first? At yeah. a Mandalorian armor party for a different <laughs> club. And that's Mandalorian how, armor party. Um, yeah, and that's how she found out about it. And that eventually trickled down to me. And so the minute I ended up moving here, I was already going to be a member anyway. That's there just kind of how it was going to work. Wow. <laughs> and for me... yeah. I've always liked Star Wars ever since Phantom Menace on VHS. There you go. Mm -hmm. Because I'm young, but hey, um, we talk we talk about it all the time. We're the older generation, so we are OT, but we're well aware of the prequel kids. Absolutely, we had a group. I uh, was at a convention and I saw this group of people with lightsabers, and I Mm -hmm. thought that's cool. And I started talking to them because I was a custom saber smith at the time, as well as a stage choreographer, and we started talking. Um, I tried to sell them some lightsabers and they were like, hey, we're here in Austin, but, um, you know, we have some other interest in Dallas. So I'm one of the three founding members. Well, we have five founding members total. Um, of course, talking about our actual temple. Yeah. But the, there was an, initially three of us at the interest meeting 
And that was 2017, I believe. Oh. So that was, it was quite a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then we, we kind of came up to, you know, together and we've been building this temple since, since then. Mm. Uh, and now you're performing for FC Dallas. It's pretty crazy. Right. Heck yeah. How do you get your temple names? We picked them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you picked them? Yeah. So you picked Coruscant? We did. No one, one had taken that one. No one had so, taken Coruscant. Uh, we jumped on it because Crazy. clearly we're the center you'd of the galaxy. Think like the, you'd think like the New we, York Temple would pick that, the New York City Temple. Empire, I believe. Oh, okay, because yeah. it's the Empire State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have an Empire State of mind. Yeah. Um, UK got Naboo. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of out there names that are taken and some big ones that aren't. So which, yeah. that's, we've always found a little confusing, but you know what? We got Coruscant, so... There you go. Good on you, man. We, we know what we're about. That's the one. It's either that. I mean, we're in Texas. It's either that or Mustafar. But that's down. Mustafar is Houston. Houston. That's Houston. Yeah. Makes way more sense. <laughs> I take it all back. Yeah. yeah. Mustafar is Houston, and um, Austin is Jakku. So oh, they went with okay. the heat and desert theme. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. We were right. with the Metroplex. Yeah. Where, the big where, city. where it's all happening. Yeah, you know, right. the most important, allegedly. <laughs> no. No. Center of the universe. There you right. go. You said it, not me. <laughs> if there's a bright spot to the universe, this is not the place furthest from it. It, it is really bright, though. Yeah, we're not, though. We're the bright spot. We are the bright spot. See? Do we want to cycle out and give microphones to two other people? Are you guys Absolutely. okay with that? And you get both of our wives. So. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that was Gareth and David. Now we're now we're playing musical chairs as we have more of the Saber Guild here to join us on the well, microphone. Their better halves are joining us now. <laughs> we had part of the the origin <laughs> story, so now we got to get the true facts, the the real side of the story. <laughs> the true facts. The true facts are much longer on my side. It's a, it's a much longer story. They're more boring. Yeah. yeah. So it's Erica and Natsumi. Natsumi. Did you just have to look yeah. at your shirt for your sure, name? Because I was trying to see it what your name was, but it was folded it. over. <laughs> awesome. I have to do that to you. That's why I don't put my name on there because I look every time. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> it's my name. Uh, but roles in the Saber Guild are? Um, so I am the assistant local director. Okay. So generally speaking here, as we've said, we all tend to have different roles based on of what the temple needs. But here I handle all event coordination. So I am usually the one talking to event coordinators when an event is either sent directly to us or sent to the 501st and the 501st distributes it, as well as handling interactions with individuals such as yourselves. Which Um, has been awesome, thank you. (laughs) Yes, I also coordinate with our person that we've appointed in charge of social media and then help with coordination day of on the event side of things, as well as whatever anybody else needs just in a support role based off of you know if somebody's sick on the local director side i'll I'll step in for for a couple of weeks if needed there you go and job responsibilities for you i am one of the founding members and i was the lcc the costume consular before gareth and then gareth moved here and i was like please take it (laughs) there you go yeah Yeah, i just want to be a sith like i'm here to hit people (laughs) but not actually hit people of course make it look like you're hitting people yes is your character a sith yes oh nice i have a jedi but like i've used her once (laughs) (laughs) yeah we got we got natsumi into a kid's training once um to actually be on the the Jedi side and, and we got we got the kids done. They defeated the Sith. It was great. They filtered out of the room. David looked at her with hope in his eyes and she went, I hate this. I never want to be a Jedi again. <laughs> it's 
much more fun creeping the kids out. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, little kids too, because like you just have to look menacing and put on the right attitude, and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm scared of you." <laughs> that Not happens like... to me daily. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of characters, what is the character selection process like for you guys? Is it like, I mean, my experience is building a D and D character. So I get my character sheet, I fill out the quirks and the stats, maybe a little backstory that nobody ever asks about. <laughs> And then, you know, know, nobody cares about your backstory. No one cares about your backstory. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's a it's a joke from the Mandos that we have incorporated since most of us are either part of the Mandalorian Mercs or are working towards that just part of that community as well. Gotcha. Um, But everybody tries to use at on that side of things, backstory to justify CRL violations. So we like, this is technically a costume requirement, but my backstory says I can carry a lightsaber with this Mando armor. Oh, and you have to be yeah. like, nobody nobody cares about your backstory. So we joke about that here. Like, oh, you want to be a Jedi that's carrying a red broken saber? Well, unless you steal it in a fight in front of children, no, nobody cares yeah. about your backstory. <laughs> When I was LCC, they had a little place where you could put backstory, and that's gone now. Yep. <laughs> it's <laughs> gone. No cares. one cares. <laughs> but to your question, I think selection process, it varies a little bit person to person. Gareth and I tend to make most of the costumes in the temple, and I think for us, we tend to focus on the costuming side of things. I move in a very specific way. He moves in a very specific way. I like to do a lot of spins. I want my costume to go swoosh, swoosh around me. (laughs) Um, So I tend to, because I have to teach and because um, my primary role is a Jedi, my primary role is in a lead position training children at our events, um, I tend to focus more on what my fight is going to look like and less of my character on the Jedi side. On the Sith side, I think that's where we get to play a little bit more with character. Like, are you going to be maniacal? Are you going to be angry? Are you going to be a little bit more giggly? Is it going to have the evil laugh? Are you just going to stand and stare in disappointment at your underlings? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we're we're getting gestures towards you. He always loses. It (laughs) sucks. I need a better one. He's going to try and kill you someday. You know that. He could try. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I I don't think he stands a chance. No, he's too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be nice and on the Sith. We I never think see that <laughs> enough in Star Wars. I want to see that more in Star Wars. The disappointing. No, where the master does, the master wins. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, always the apprentice that takes yeah, out the master. It's like, I'm the master now, and then they beat him. I'd like to be like, no, you're not, and then just cut him down, and then it's, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I need a new apprentice now. Yeah, Sometimes. especially, I love that trope of, like, the apprentice that's not good enough. It's like, oh, Jonathan, you messed up again. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that also works really well for, and we usually... Like, I know we've had a couple of other people steal some of your lines that you've come up with on the fly to cover mistakes, right? So if something happens, not necessarily bad, but somebody forgets that it was supposed to be a Sith win, right? Because most of us have multiple endings to the end of our fight so that we can use them in different situations. So had something happened and Vader wasn't able to show up to technically defeat the Jedi at FC Dallas within two minutes we could have converted that to a Sith win instead of the Jedi Mm. winning so if somebody just blips and forgets what the end of their fight was supposed to be which we've had happen then you can vamp on those lines right you were such a disappointment now I'm having to come in and clean up your right (laughs) so those types of things which allows us to keep it still very real for the kids make sure that the audience doesn't realize there's a problem 
and basically vamp. So it gives it gives a little bit of flexibility. It also adds some comedy to our shows where we have the banter between apprentice and master where they're supposed to be the scary Sith, but here they are just like yelling at each other <laughs> and acting <laughs> foolish. Yeah. We have a couple of members who have even coded some funny dialogue between the Jedi and the Sith. So things like, it's good to see you again, Jedi, and the Jedi coming back with, uh, "I'm excuse me, have, have we met? <laughs> yeah. And her going, how dare you? <laughs> and then starting the fight, right? And then, you know, things happen throughout the fight. She grabs him, chucks him across the stage. Oh, now <laughs> I remember you. Those, those, funny, those funny tidbits that are kind of like Disney is so good at. They're funny at the entry level. Mm-hmm. And then so- they're funny at the adult level so that, it's it's mm-hmm. just a more mature performance for everybody Absolutely. involved. Yeah, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast is like action movies and Disney Marvel, like that's one thing they get right is the the humor and the enjoyment at the base level. Otherwise, what are you doing, you know? Uh, I am curious though. You, you said the phrase teaching kids. So as the event coordinator, what is that part of this program? What are you doing? What are you teaching kids? How to Kill each other with lightsabers? No, oh. never, 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 never. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever gone to a belly scouting event where they have given the children pool noodle lightsabers with no direction, and then it's just whack a Jedi for five hours. But it's terrifying. Fair enough. And quite frankly, PTSD-inducing. Um, so no, we do not teach attack. Some temples do. Some temples are braver than we are. It's hard enough keeping them from whacking their friends when we're only teaching them defense. <laughs> um, so what we generally do is we take them in for their first day of Padawan training. Right? We teach them how to stand very basically. If their feet are apart, that's close <laughs> enough. If their feet go back together by the end of it, we don't care. It, it's all good. The, the five-year-olds are never going to have a good stance, and that's okay. We teach them how to hold the lightsaber up, that the lightsaber is a responsibility, so you need to remember to hold it nice up and straight and go. not whack the sibling standing next to you. <laughs> you laugh. It happens every training. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to catch them. Every, every training, there's somebody who wants to try it. <laughs> um, and then we ask them where a place is where they feel safe. Um, and generally getting that to the analogy of a house of safety. Because as Jedi, we are defenders and protectors of our galaxy. And go. so before we learn anything else, we have to learn how to defend and protect ourselves. And so the house of safety is very simple. It is four points. Ooh. It is wall, wall, floor, ceiling. Okay. And then usually at the end of that, you do the, oh, well, parents, we don't usually recommend this for the first day. But this class is particularly strong in the force. So would it be okay if we taught them one small trick in the force, just one? And of course they always say yes. And sometimes we jump right into it. Sometimes we vamp. If it's a little bit of a lower room, we'll say, well, like, oh, whoever's seconding, it's their their favorite trick is a triple backflip. But I think the ceilings <laughs> might be a little bit too low. So let's do a force push. Because our number one priority needs to be to get somebody away from us if they're attacking. And so we teach them Basic force push. We stumble back. Um, usually we try to get the parents involved um, so that on round two or three, the parents will stumble back. The kids think it's great. <laughs> uh, we test them. So basically we'll attack the corresponding strikes to their house of safety. It is always comical how the walls suddenly stop being walls <laughs> and they start mirroring. So there's a lot of like shifting what your blade is doing so that 
Yeah. Like it's actually hitting their their saber and it still looks great for whatever pictures mom and dad are taking. <laughs> the photo op, yes. Yeah, exactly. And then depending on the time, we jump into the show portion gotcha. of it. So that first the Sith attack. Yes. The Sith Your favorite attack. part then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we will either do a Jedi on Jedi demonstration, which is really a great way for our newer members to perform one of our basic fights that everybody learns. It's a little bit shorter. It can be a little bit slower. And then the Sith come in either as stories from the holocron or as just an assault on the Jedi temple. Yeah, sometimes we want to steal the Padawans, you know? Mm -hmm. I need a new yeah. apprentice. Yeah. They're, exactly. They're terrible, yes. You gotta yeah. replace usually them. what we do when there's only one or two Sith with us at an event. Yeah. Um, regardless of when the Sith come in, the last fight, or if it's the only fight, the only fight, always ends in a Sith win. So the Sith is either going to be force choking the Jedi, they will be quote unquote real choking the Jedi, basically the difference between whether the Jedi actually has contact with their hand gotcha. or whether the Jedi is miming being choked from 10 feet away. And then the kids have to rescue the Jedi Master. So everybody stands up all together, wall, wall, floor, <laughs> ceiling, force push. And they force push the Sith away and the Sith's like, you guys are really strong and leaves because they're defeated by all the children. That's that's cool. Cool. That's so you do this for like scout groups, schools? Um, we've done it with that. schools. We've done it with the Children's Advocacy um, Center in mm. Plano. We were just at the uh, Fort Worth Museum of Science this last weekend. Mm, Actually, cool. we went from that to FC Dallas. Wow. We've done this with Make-A-Wish. Uh, Rowlett Library has us out almost every year. Big Brothers, Big Sisters has us out almost oh, every cool. year. The various joint reserve bases in the area have oh. us out for either like the military family days or uh, holidays and heroes, which is their Christmas present event. So a whole bunch of community events. You guys ever been out to the Allen American Star Wars Day thing? Uh, no? The other clubs have. We yeah. have not yet. Okay, because I've been out there. Because it's Star Wars and hockey, <laughs> two of my things I like. We so. got the invite. Um, we've found that with the sports games, and I haven't made contact with Allen Americans, we've been slowly, mm -hmm. slowly stepping up our performances. I feel like last year it conflicted with an event we were already committed mm -hmm. to. Uh, since unlike the 501st, we can really only support one event at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are fewer of us. Mm -hmm. And we need more of us present to pull off what right, we do. Like right. really bare minimum five people right. to get one of those kids trainings off the ground. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes the clubs will either have a limited number of spaces, right? So like for the Rangers game, I think there's 10 across all of the clubs. That's the number of characters that they have space for to accommodate. And then on top of that, with Saber Guild, we have space requirements. So with every event, it's a matter of coordinating. Do you have space for us to mm -hmm. perform? Is there an interest in yeah. us swinging sticks? So FC Dallas has incorporated in us into lighting the shield, um, which no. is always very stressful because we bump up into broadcast time. <laughs> so if we are late by like a second, uh, it causes ripple effects that are problematic for the entire show. Oh, wow. We haven't been late yet, though. Um, good. But that's that's always the element that we do want to. I, I would love to do Alan Americans mm -hmm, at some point. Mm -hmm. So you dragged your husband into this. I did. How did you get into it? So I was at the same Mando armor party yeah. that, that <laughs> David was at, and he started talking about it. Um, I actually did HEMA, so the Historical European Martial Arts, for a summer. Okay. Um, and we used the same for that basically the same nine count form. They use eight counts because to stab with a long sword is just dumb. We have the force, so it's okay. <laughs> um, 
but I was also really interested. I had really liked my time with Hema, but I think like David, didn't like getting hurt, didn't really like the risk of getting hurt. This mm -hmm. had all of the flash, all of the fun, all of the swinging, all of the cardio without the risk. Mm -hmm. There you go. I've never heard of Hema before. Have you? I have not. kind of like the SEA. Sort of. It is similar, except yeah. whereas the SEA is more grounded around characters and reenactment, mm -hmm. Hema is actually a martial art. So it's okay, grounded gotcha. on historical manuscripts of the various martial arts, oh, diagrams yeah, okay. of the various okay. martial arts. And yeah. when they have tournaments, just like fencing, just like any other tournament, it is live. A hundred percent. There is nothing light about how they are hitting. There okay. are no padded I've, legs. I've seen this before. I that's, know that that's crazy. Though, or like, like armor and stuff. Full contact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you a HEMA person as well? Or how did you come into the no. Saber Guild? So I am a performer. I've done theater and stuff like that. And go. then David, my husband, he was really interested. So he started it. And I was like, well, I'll go. I need to exercise more. <laughs> um, I need to get outside. And like... I'm not one of those like super Star Wars fans, but I like Star Wars, and I was like, "Oh, this would be fun." There you go. So I just kind of started, and I like it. There you I go. I like creeping out the children. I like. <laughs> I like helping the the rest of the kids, and we raise money for charity. So. And it seems like a good group, but uh, having the performance aspect, I can see how that definitely helps because that's something I was going to ask you guys earlier. Like, it seems like you do at least a little bit of improv, and you're making up your own mm -hmm. shows, like. I guess they're based on, you know, it's based on an existing property, but are you guys just pulling, like, beats and notes from the property, or are you making up stuff on the go? I mean, I know a lot of it's choreographed and planned, but... Uh, as far as the stick swinging, everything is choreographed and planned, a hundred percent of the time. I think when it comes to our dialogue, it's a little bit of both. So the members I was talking about earlier who have that little banter between them mm -hmm. wanted to pull from the vibe of Ventress and Obi-Wan. They liked that kind of flirty, kind of familiar mm -hmm. enemies um, feel. So they based yeah. their entire dialogue, their entire fight, all original lines, but that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of where some of the character comes in. Um, a lot of times when you become an official member, you sort of fall into a, this is my fighting style, this is how I want to move. Yep. If I'm a Sith, I am angry. I scream at people. <laughs> if I'm a Jedi, I really want to protect the kids, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so then you can build your lines off of that groundwork of this is what my core characteristic is. Makes sense. Got to have that. Got to yeah. have that groundwork. But there is always a level of improv, <laughs> um, especially when the kids are concerned, because you'll ask them a question and you think it's a very straightforward answer, and then somebody throws something out, and you're like, well. We get to run with this on the fly. Like, what is the Jedi's greatest ally? Turtles. Darth Vader. <laughs> yep, turtles. Darth Vader has come up. Um, the Emperor has come up. I, I loved the kid who was really, really confident. You know, what is the Jedi's greatest ally? The dark side. Yes. Like, um, not not quite child. But <laughs> wait, what does ally mean again? Oh. <laughs> Turtles, Mikey. I like turtles. Oh wait, no, some already, some kid already beat me to do that. <laughs> uh, it looks like most of your group is here now. They right? are, and I think we need to have Mikey sign a waiver so he can swing some swords around. They knew I was coming. They some sabers, some laser swords, some precaution. Like I'm a crazy person. Yeah, I am. But how'd they know that me just getting here? Yeah. So I think we're gonna swing some. I'm looking forward around, to it, and then we'll come back. 
Beautiful. And talk more to other people if they want to talk to us. Uh, but before we do, yes, uh, future Saber Guild, what is coming up for you guys? What can we? Did you have something we can promote, or something people can go check out to find out more about Saber Guild? Yeah. So uh, Labor Day weekend, actually, so we um, do first swing Mondays. The first Monday of every month, Labor Day will be our next one, and that's where we have folks come out, learn what we do, learn the basics of attack. Depending on the speed of the class that day, how big it is, sometimes we'll get to defense and footwork as well. We'll go over the basics of the club, and then once somebody's come to a first swing. Any of our weekly practices are open. We just try to funnel all of our new people into one night per month I so that we get to still work on advanced stuff the other three weeks <laughs> of the month that we practice. There you go. Um, in terms of events, so I don't in September. Let's see. September 23rd, we're supporting Big Brothers Big Sisters at their Lone Star Picnic. But I think our next public appearance on the docket is the Rowlett Library on October 7th, I believe. And is that a, the Sith attack on books, I'm assuming? No. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. On knowledge? It might be. <laughs> we heard people were reading the ancient text. Not allowed. I don't know. <laughs> I'm here to steal all the books. Yeah, that's <laughs> you very well might do that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the children can't have knowledge. They will become too powerful. <laughs> oh, but thank you guys for taking the time to talk with us today. It, I mean, not only are you guys reaching out and doing outreach for kids and clubs and making Star Wars cool again. Not that it's ever not cool. It's never been, It's always been cool. It's never not been cool. But to be out in the public and not just, it's something outside of the movies and it's very community-based and friend-based and Jedi protection-based. Sure. I love it. Well, sometimes Sith-based. Sometimes. But they never win. They can't yeah. win. No. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I get the it. The one time I was a Jedi, it was a Sith win, but I had to be the Jedi. <laughs> oh yeah, that was for that was for Make a Wish. It was uh, it was a big, big scripted event because their wish kid was having his wish revealed ah. at the fundraiser, and they were very specific that they wanted Vader to come in and be part of this wish reveal. Well, we don't have a Vader within Saber Guild, so gotcha. insurance-wise, Vader cannot swing a stick at the child. Mm -hmm. But we were able to get all of our partial Inquisitors, because we had several people working on them, approved like within a month. Nice. Um, so Natsumi switched. I know she switched to <laughs> Sith. I fought. I fought Jedi. her for that. Yeah, you've switched to Jedi. Yeah. I fought her for that one, and that's the only performance we have ever had where every single one of the Jedi is defeated by the end. It was all coordinated within 10 seconds to the Dallas Symphony Orchestra live music. Oh, wow. Every Jedi was on their knees with a saber to their throat. It was oh. beautiful. I was on my back. But you were. You were. I swept your feet out from underneath you. But... That's, yeah, that's like the one day you don't show up and something awesome happens. It's like, man, the one day I miss work. Yeah. The one day I skip school. And Samuel Jackson showed up. Yeah, Samuel Jackson I was watching Price is Right. Samuel Jackson showed up with his purple lightsaber. It said BAMF on it. I don't know why I keep bringing that up. But there it is. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up so I can start swinging. Okay. Yeah. Well, are we going to talk to more people? Okay, we can. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We want to thank everyone at the Saber Guild for being here. If you want to come out to the Coruscant Temple, it is at um, Heights Park in Richardson. It's very near my house. I can walk here, and I might bring my kids, too. You it's should. a very nice park, yeah. So they're 17 years old. 
and they will like this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank everyone for being here. Um, If you guys want to follow us, you can follow us at Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Is there a place where people can find Saber Guild online? Yeah, Yeah, so um, for Facebook, it is Saber Guild-Coruscant Temple. Mm -hmm. For Instagram, it is at Coruscant underscore Temple. Awesome. See? I like that. You can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week I say, Mikey, how would you like them to send the Gmail? Oh, we're doing Star Wars. We're outside. Um, send me a hologram. Yeah, figure it out. A hologram? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have the technology now. Somebody right. has to know. I we mean, do have the technology. Yeah, see? It's, I've, it's, yeah, the hologram technology is real. Or just After Effects. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you like what you do here, you can buy us a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash pod. Again, we want to thank the Saber Guild. We want to thank that guy Brad for doing our announcing, not Scott Productions for our equipment and keeping everyone company, and Jazzar for our music. We will see you soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. We will interview more people later. Yeah. All right, now we're joined by a couple of more members That's from it? the Saber Guild. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi there. Long-term members. They're not on any board or executive <laughs> or anything. And we kind of like that better. <laughs> <laughs> Get the real scoop. Absolutely. So introduce yourselves. We have... I'm Natalia Flores. And I'm Pedro. Pedro yeah. Ramos. Um, we heard a little birdie told us <laughs> that you guys have one of the fastest performance fights of the group as far as speed of... Like hits and attacks and oh, stuff. we definitely do. Yeah. We're we're also we do a lot of movement in our fight, yeah. so we need a lot of stage oh. area because we back and forth, back and forth. So it's a showpiece. Oh, it is. Oh, it's definitely a showpiece. <laughs> we wrote it for a longer story-driven show. Okay, where they were mm-hmm. like, "Hey, uh, listen, Pedro, you have to do two fights. Um, you're gonna win one and you're gonna lose the other, and you have this whole stage to play with." So when we were writing it. I was like, well, we have all this whole stage to go back and forth with. Let's use all of it. And so it's a lot of very back and forth, not very realistic sword fight. But when you're on a stage, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had that. And we were like, hey, uh, Natalia has to win. And I went, okay, that's good. There you go. Is it, one of you a Sith and one of you a oh, Jedi? Oh, I'm the Sith. Oh, you're <laughs> Sith? That's right. Yeah. So all the Sith. girls are Siths. It's just so much more fun. Yeah. That we get to choke people out. Yeah. Oh, if I could do force landing, I would. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your that would be your shift power. That, that would be. So, how did you guys find the Saber Guild? Um, it was actually Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to Fan Expo Dallas. Yeah. In twenty twenty one. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And I was looking around the Star Wars groups, and I was looking for the Fibo first yeah. because who isn't right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'd like to do some charity work and stuff. I guess I'll make a science officer. I'm an engineer by trade, so mm, I was nice. like, yeah, I'll do a cool science officer. I like the olive green. But as I was going around, they had just a bunch of costumes, and I was like, wait a minute, I can make a pilot. I can make an X-wing pilot. <laughs> well, forget the Fibo first. I must be X-wing pilots. But you know, you're walking around a, a con floor, and you're just looking around, and you're like, well, I'm already here. They got all these booths. Let me take a look. <laughs> and then I was just kind of walking by the Saber Guild people. And I saw a people dressed as Jedi and Sith. And I was like, okay, the Mandos are over there. Uh, those guys are smugglers. This is the Rebels. I guess these guys are like the Jedi and Sith. That's cool, I guess. And then I get called to the side. And it's like, oh, hi, would you like to hear more? And I'm not going to be rude. So I was like, yeah, sure. Tell of me course. about this. Yeah. yeah, so we're a lightsaber choreography group. And I went, oh, that's cool. Where do you guys meet? Um, and they said, oh, well, we, li- we work in a park in Richardson. This is Erica. I'm sure you might have heard from her by now. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, she was she was just there, and she's like, oh, well, we work in a park in Richardson. Like, that's where we meet up. And I went, oh, what? that's convenient. I work in Richardson, so I'm in that area. 
and her eyes lit up and she was just like <laughs> oh wow someone that actually lives in the area fantasy was a lot of people coming from out of town yeah, and yeah, yeah. so you know it's like well someone in the area here's here's a rehearsal schedule please come over the next three or four weeks is at the time we used to do then the four weeks after a con are all open practice for whoever gotcha. wants, for new people we've since reverted to the first monday of every month because it's a lot easier and easier to track and uh, I, li- I like the name too first swing monday oh absolutely <laughs> very catchy yeah so i was like oh well i'm moving two weeks so i'll meet you guys there and so i came here and it was fun I believe you were here with me that first practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we tried it, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'm just very dramatic. I did a lot of I did a lot of music. I did I played clarinet for 11 years through nice. middle school, high school, and college. And so I like performing. I like the marching band. I like being just in concert band in general. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I get to be on a stage, and they also do charity stuff. That's really cool. There you go. And that's how I ended up here, and I dragged her along with me mm-hmm. yeah. as a, as a trombone band kid for about 10 years. I can relate. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. So much fun. <laughs> But, okay, so you, you were sort of the musical theater. What brought you to the Sabre Guild? Are you a performance background? Or? Um, I'm, weirdly enough, not. I didn't, when I came in, I was like, I'm not going to perform. I don't like being in front of crowds, yep. which is weird because I'm a teacher, so I'm in front of kids all day. <laughs> but I, I just, I was really nervous. And so they, they said, we're just going to do two one with you. And if that's all you want to do, that's fine. And now here I am, one of the most experienced fighters in the go. group. Mm-hmm. It really just sucks you in. Like, yeah. I, I showed up to practice one day. I learned a little bit and then I kept coming back coming back and learning the combos and being around the people I was yep. like I, I just like being here oh that's and awesome I, I just like learning the fights mm-hmm. David so, our stage director caught that she was really good and she was kind of down like no I don't want to go further he was like you need to keep bringing her she's picking this up way faster than a lot of people that I've ever trained <laughs> oh, wow. like that's, she gets it she just needs confidence and here she is now oh that's, that's the best we, we love those type of people that are like you got a little spark kid you should, you should keep at <laughs> right, it <all> right. <laughs> So you're at Fan Expo, which, much like us, yes. we like to go to conventions, mm-hmm. and everyone has a different nerd path, <laughs> right? How did, how, why were you at Fan Expo? <laughs> what is there that... So we went to Fan Expo because i just been to conventions. I was yeah. very much a video game guy. Yeah, um, okay. I, I went, I was, we were actually cosplaying there for the first mm-hmm. time. So oh. we had just bought our first cosplays. What were they? Um, I was wearing... Ness. I was wearing Ness from nice. Earthbound uh-huh. or Smash Brothers. Uh-huh. Um, Earthbound on, is the right answer. Earthbound is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Smash, Smother, Mother Sma- 2, yeah, uh, Sma- for those who know. Yeah, yeah, Smash Brothers is acceptable, but that was yeah. I, I say Earthbound, but some people don't. <laughs> I did that. I did a Power Ranger the day before. Mm-hmm. I have one of the Ninja Rangers. Oh, you did. I did have that. So I was in full costume. So I had already, I had just bought that. I was really excited. And I was like, wow, this whole cosplay thing is really fun. I like to continue to do it. And I can maybe make my own costume. We'll see what the 501st says. And, you know. Like I said, the rest of the story. But I was dressed in yeah, very yeah. casual. Um, Natalia had a very cool, customized... I, I did a gender bent in Uyasha. Nice. So I was in my little my little dress. There you kimono. go. Yeah. With your giant sword. Yes, I did have a giant sword. That was a pain to walk around the con floor with. Yeah. And did you have your own hair or was it a wig? Oh, no, it was my hair. Oh, I refused to wear a wig. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that cosplay standard. Like, no, always my hair. Yep. It's, it's my hair. I'm going to just wear it. There you go. Wigs are hot. And then that's why I like to wear costumes with... Um, I really wanted to wear costumes with masks and stuff, but I've always wanted to do... This is actually very perfect for Saber Guild. I want to do very generic characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be, like, a member of Team Rocket from Pokemon or, like, one of the other grunts and just, mm-hmm. like, 
well, if I only put on the generic costume and I'm not Ash, I'm just a Team Rocket member. Yeah. I don't need a mask. Or I just, this is my face. This is the guy. Um, so when I came over, they're like, you can just be a generic Jedi. I was like, that's great. I don't want to put on a wig. I don't want to cut <laughs> so my facial hair. Right, right, right. <laughs> like that's yeah. So here I am now. Like I just don't hide my face. Yeah. It's great. I'm just Pedro, the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Do you guys pick names and stuff too? We is do. That, yeah, and they have to be approved. It, yeah, they but have to be like Star Warsy enough. Yeah, we just use a Star. I just used the Star Wars name generator. I, so I, do, I like do the same. Oh, yeah. So I did use a Star Wars name generator, and then I was like, "There's a really cool one." And then I didn't write it down and like refreshed on my phone. You forgot? So I forgot it. Oh, no. So I was like, "Okay, um, here's a super nerdy background that they I don't think they know." Um, so my name is Milo Solaris. Is okay. what I did because they told me his Jedi just, name. Yeah, my Jedi name. I was originally Milo because of Milo from Atlantis, uh, of mm. course. Uh, and then I did Solaris. It's one of Mikey's favorite movies. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. And so and I was like, Solaris, because whatever, uh, space. And they specifically told me, I was like, what is this thing on the name thing? Oh, don't worry about that. No one cares about that. We don't use it. Sure enough, I then come to learn that that's what they call me whenever we're on stage. <laughs> and so now I'm Master Solaris. So I went from Milo to Milo. So I've changed the spelling. It's a little bit more Star Wars-y. <laughs> it's got more vowels in it. It's got an apostrophe now. Of course. Um, but that's what it was. If I ever make a Sith, and I do plan on making a Sith at some point mm. just for fun, I'm going to have it be Darth Lunaris or something. Because, you know, Solaris Lunaris, he just had a brother oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. Uh, I plan on making that costume a palette swap of my current character. Like, you pick the fighting game, and you end up with player two. Yeah. And now player two is in red and black instead of cream and blue. Yeah. You, you got the wrong costume choice. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really stick with the Atlantis theme for Dar- for Sith characters. Because then you'd be like Darth Cookie or something. And it's just <laughs> terrible. Cookie. Don't, don't tempt me. If you change the spelling, you know. Darth you know? Cookie. That's it. He was, he was the chef. He was the best. I did love cookies. <laughs> See? So you guys were talking about, we mentioned the, the notorious fight that you guys have, and you said you wrote it. So are you guys responsible for all the interactions that you guys are doing with each other? Are you guys, like, are they setting up? Is somebody handing you fights, or is it just sort of figure out what you're going to do? Oh, no. We wrote that fight from the ground up. So nice. Pedro watches a lot of wrestling. He took a lot of inspiration no. from that. Yes, I did. So, yeah. yeah, that's part of why we like to move so much. So we like to use every part of our surrounding. We're actually working on a new fight now where he's <laughs> the crazy Sith and I'm the scared Jedi. So Fun. it's like a inverse of our old fight. Yeah, I watched enough wrestling to know that there's a reason there's the guys that make a million dollars a year, over a million dollars a year to lose. Yes. Because that's the guy that, you know, he makes 10 million, but he, and he'll lose to everybody, but he's going to make everybody look great. Yeah. And in writing this fight, they were yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And so when we were writing this fight, they're like, hey, here's the Jedi holocron. It's a history of the holocron. It's going to get passed back and forth. So the Sith end up with it. So, Pedro, you have to write this fight so you lose. And I said, okay, how do we make her look great? And so she, I was like, beat me up. Um, you're going to grab me by the throat. You're going to throw me across the stage. It'll look cool. And then when you beat me, kick me and throw and like just toss me to the ground. And you'll look really, really strong. Because, and again, the same wrestling logic applies of like, oh, wow, he just beat another Sith. He must be, and he didn't break a sweat. This must be like, he's really strong. Yeah, yeah. And she's even stronger. She mopped the floor with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we go to the next one. And then Natsumi, who I'm sure you guys might have heard of from mm-hmm. by now, comes in and mugs her and steals it away from her. <laughs> so she has an apprentice and she just stole it without a fight. And she was a really good fighter. She must be strong. Mm-hmm. So that when our battle master shows up, he must have been the strongest person on stage. You kind of have that linear, that kind of storytelling. Yeah, the power I, creep. Yeah, yeah, you have that kind of power yeah. creep coming yeah. as you go. I also really like writing these back and forths. Yeah. So we like, 
coming from a music background, we write our fights in movements. Mm -hmm. So the first movement, <laughs> she wins. She's a Sith. Uh, she came at me. She attacked me, threw me around. Like, okay, now I time for me to get my win back. And I get my win back on that second one. And because of the way we work, it has to be very modular. Sometimes the Jedi have to win. Sometimes the Sith have to win. Gotcha. Um, she's won part of it. I've won part of it. At this point, as the audience, you believe that either of us could win. Yeah. Um, which is which is totally good because when we get to the end, it was out of nowhere. There you go. It was like, oh, he was clever and he like snuck away and got her, or she's just overpowered him. You kind of build that into the audience and they're expecting it. Yeah, yeah. You can have all kinds of that, like, oh, they just dominated the whole fight and all of a sudden they snuck out a win. Like the Jedi came back in the end, or like the Sith like did something sneaky and stole it. Like, that. how are they gonna get out of this pickle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of that. It's yeah. really tune it's really in fun. next time. <laughs> yeah, I think that see now that they write their own stuff, I'm even more intrigued because. We could actually do the thing that we suggested that we've never seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, where the apprentice loses to the master. You could write it and make it happen. Yeah, you man. absolutely could. We never see that happen. It's always like, I'm the master now. The Sith apprentice takes over. It's always that. Yeah. But yeah. we never see, like, when he's not good enough. No, too early, buddy. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Uh, not good enough. Props to you for the like bringing in that wrestling nerd creativity to it because I mean wrestling you can be a fan of it not a fan of it whatever we've talked about that on the podcast a lot but something wrestling does really well is creative performances you yeah. know like you have the heel you have the bad guy but to know to have the understanding that like we got to sell this bad guy and have it like what's the best way I can lose is a weird sort of mindset mm -hmm. mindset to have you know it's like oh man I got to be the loser it's like well wait a minute. You get to be the cool bad guy that just barely doesn't win. Like you can think of it that way. So yeah. having that mindset, just, that's just props and kudos to you. That's that's very nerdy and cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something fun. There's, I mean, they say the best, the best of the best can have a ten minute match with a broom and it'll look awesome. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's a lot of that. And as the Jedi, we have to lose to the Sith because the kids have to, you know, have to win in the end. So like. When the Sith beats me, like, oh, I'm I'm lost. Thank you, kids. Uh, if I've been, ch if she just choked me out for the fourth time today, that's the fourth time I'm, I was laying on the ground, like, oh yeah, I'm good. Thanks, kid. You know, you know, I had it, right, kids? But thank you for the help. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll I had have, it. I love having. I because I like to improv and just have people just kind of go with it. Like, oh, I look, I'm getting up, I'm all woozy. Like, you okay, master? Yeah, yeah, I had it. Yeah, I definitely. Thanks for thanks for the sis, but I, I had it, right? Like, Y'all know that. <laughs> That's very that's very Star Wars. There you go. It's very funny. Oh, it's awesome. And then I guess one final trivia. Thank you guys for talking to us. But I, I do have to know, just because we're here, favorite Star Wars movie, you personally. Favorite Star Wars movie. If you have one. If you're here just for the sword fights and dressing up, that's cool too. But I, I, everybody I've talked to so far seems to have something going on about Star Wars. It's okay if you say all of them. <laughs> no. I will not be saying all no? of them. <laughs> do you know what we say on the podcast about Star Wars? What's that? Star Wars is uh, like ice cream. Uh, you go into the ice cream store and there's all the different bins of ice cream. Yeah. You know, and you might not like some of the flavors, but someone does like that flavor. That's why it's there. Yeah. And it's still ice cream. So you might not like rum raisin, but it's ice cream. So come on. Yeah. Ice base. cream makes people yeah. happy. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> no, for me, I think that answer has changed a lot over the years. Um, we did a rewatch rather recently and I was like, I don't think I like A New Hope. It's just so slow. They spend like two hours on <laughs> Tatooine. And then on that rewatch, I was like, do I really like this movie? 
<laughs> like, I, was I wrong? Did I misremember this? And it was just, it just held up so much better, just so much more fun. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, they're they're tattooing for like twenty minutes. This is actually not <laughs> like when I was a kid and watching a younger. I was like, oh my god, when are they gonna get to the cool spaceships and yeah. the and like the sword fights? Like, no, that that movie is actually really well paced and really holds up. So I think <laughs> I think that's definitely the one for me. I have much more nostalgia for the original trilogy, but I think New Hope, I think, is probably there it. You go. That or Episode 3. Everyone loves Episode 3. <laughs> no, one, no one has a bad thing to say about that one. There yeah. you go. My personal opinion, yes. um, I did not watch the movies until, oh. like, maybe five years ago. Awesome. I love it. Um, I, love I, it. I, I actually really enjoy the TV shows that they make a lot. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're watching Rebels. I'm watching it for the first time. Oh, yeah. And it's fantastic. But uh-huh. uh, the, th- the third one is the one that definitely hooked me uh-huh. the most, where I was like, wow, this is really interesting. There's a lot of things happening. Oh, and I like these characters, and it was just a lot of fun. So the third one. But you I enjoy the TV shows. just wait when you're done with Rebels, because <laughs> uh, Ahsoka is pretty we, much Rebels season three, four, five. I forget what's... We're on the last season, it's episode ten, and I know what's about to happen. Oh no! To my friend Kanan, so yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm very sad. <laughs> no, that's awesome, and it, it, you know, you seemed a little embarrassed about the only five years of being a Star Wars fan. Like the fact that it's still going is crazy. And yeah, then it's bringing people out here, and it, it's a little thing like that is making you part of this group. It, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think a, I think a group like this has made me appreciate it much more. Because I always enjoyed it, right? I was I played a lot of Lego Star Wars as a kid. Yeah, oh, that let me tell you. Great. Yeah, let that me tell you. So that, that's bet, the reason bet, I like Star bet, Wars. Bet, bet. <laughs> Between yeah. that and Clone, the Clone Wars series, all both of them, both the original yeah. uh, Jenny Tarnikovsky one and then the uh, more 3D one. Those are really what got me into Star Wars more so than anything with the Jedi. I didn't care about the Jedi until I was one. <laughs> I really didn't. I was like, that's cool with the space wizards, but like, show me the pilots. I want to see the cool ships and like the helmets and like the orange jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. Um, but doing something like this has made me like take a step back, um, interacting with so many people that enjoy the fandom. Because you do kind of fall into, I play a lot of card games, so I understand that sometimes you get in like a spiral of like, nothing is fun anymore. Nothing is good. Everything has to have something wrong with it. Yep. It's been very nice to just kind of take a step back and be like, yeah, you do. This is cool, though. This is yeah, it's cheesy, but it's for kids. Yes. We when we dress up, it has to be. That's the good guy. That's the bad guy. Yes. And when you peel it back to like those layers of storytelling, it's just like this is fun. Like there the kids go. all enjoy. It. The kids are like, oh yeah, it's like that's the Jedi. Oh no, it's the bad guy. It's the Sith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's it it brings back this kind of joy to it. And mm-hmm. I just like watch everything now, and I, maybe not everything, but when I whenever I watch something, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. And if I so we start watching and it's not for us. Like we can just walk away and be like, you know what? It's for someone else. We did that with Marvel. Marvel has so much stuff, and I like, was like, oh, completionism. Like, don't worry about it. We loved Vision so much that it was like that yeah. was cool. Yep. We're gonna like just have a snippet of this and take away like the lessons that people have taken from it. And I there think that's what's fun about Star Wars. They get to explore things like that. He <laughs> sounds like an advocate for our podcast. <laughs> you sound like one of our fans, which we call Positrons, <laughs> because they are positive about stuff in fan culture. You know, no matter what. Even it, yeah, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. Like what you like. Yeah. Like what you like. And like it a lot. <laughs> I try to be positive, so I'm glad that that's I'm yeah. glad that that's the audience that we oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Anyway. Well, thanks for talking to us guys. We really appreciate you well, you come out here anyway. We can <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate you letting us come and yeah, stink up the yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, absolutely. The heat wave is passed, so, so yeah. it was it's, definitely much nicer to be It's a chilly ninety five today. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. 
We've been so we've been living on the surface of the sun. Oh, so when we go to Mercury, we're like, oh, it's nice here. Wow. Sometimes I'm like, man, tattooing with the two suns. They always make a big deal of two suns. No, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I didn't like the one we had for two months. I don't want to think of a second one. That's... <laughs> think it's bad now? We just made it double. Oh, thanks so much, guys, for talking to us. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we have two other members of the Saber Guild joining us. There's so many Jedi and Siths and Star Wars people here. Yeah. It's awesome. So many. Uh, so we got to talk to some of the officers, and we talked to some longtime members. Mm -hmm. Now we have some newer members here, newer than us even. Yes. We signed a waiver, and we swung some sticks. <laughs> yeah, we're only so. day one. So yeah. official. Yeah. Right. Well, actually... I guess technically. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Yes. Well, we yeah. have your waiver, so that's yeah. the. We have part. your waiver, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're allowed to do the yeah. dumb stuff. Yeah. Like, so, like practice in 100 degree heat. We have Annabeth and Andy here. Thanks for being with us. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, and when we were here, something happened. They had something for you. They had patches for you. Yes. Yeah. For, and and that's for a milestone of some sort. Yes. So Andy and I are both new members. Andy's been here a little longer than I have. About a month more. So yeah. We're still noobs. We both got our patches today, so we have both officially been approved in costume by Saber Guild CRL standards. Oh, oh so today's official day. Well, official. in many ways, yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of what you do is they allow you to come practice and uh, <laughs> on our first swing on the, uh, the month. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they teach you stuff, and they, you know, lots, very helpful. Oh, man, I just, I was enamored with just how helpful mm -hmm. everybody was. And, but that's the thing is you got to get your costume and you have to get it approved. Uh, and once you do, you're an official member, you get your uh, ID number. Uh, I'm still waiting for my decoder ring, but they say it's <laughs> in the mail. It's going to, just going to tell you to drink more Ovaldine. Uh, Any day. More than now. likely, yeah. it's going to say trust in the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. Crummy commercial. That's right. <laughs> now Andy has a has a Star Wars tattoo that makes Scott's Star Wars tattoo oh. look like it was just you yeah, know put to shame. Yeah, it was <laughs> like he got it. He got it in like a truck stop. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, his Andy Star Wars tattoo you can go up to Scotty and be like, "That's cute." Yeah, right. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. The, the funny story is, um, I just I was trying to find a guy. I just wanted like a Jedi, and I thought, okay, you know, Star Wars, I love it. It's permanent, and I had no idea when I walked. Walked in that this the this one guy I come in at his shop and he's just got a whole row of Star Wars figures awesome. and he's got like this at at and I went oh my god I, I found him <laughs> yeah. and he comes in and he was hilarious he goes you don't want just a Jedi I went, well I don't know I mean the cost and the price he goes no dude no and <laughs> an hour he's like drawn and drawn all the stuff and I'm going dude I can't afford this man what are you gonna do he shows it to me and I went. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, ramen noodles and bread. I, I can do that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his tattoo, Scott. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, your, yeah. Tattoo can, your tattoo needs to go to the gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be phase two. That'll all get there you yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he gave me the, he, he did it. He said, this is going to take about three different days. I went, damn it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cool. All yeah. Right. Take it, a, can we take it, a I'll picture of it? Oh, please. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Take a picture yeah. of it, Scott, so yeah. people know what we're talking about. We can put it yeah. on the socials. And if people ask, I mean, I still have his uh, uh, information on Facebook. So, there you go. Uh, you know, I'll happily sing his praises. <laughs> And then while we're on the topic of sort of backstories and cool tattoos, uh, I'd love to know what brought you to Saber Guild. How did you, like, 
Kevin was walking by and he told me about it. But <laughs> yeah, I literally was. I live in the neighborhood over here. Oh, fun! Oh, really? And I was walking through the park and I was like, "So you literally stumbled upon Stay right? Yes, I stumbled yeah. upon you guys, yeah. and then I was like, huh. <laughs> They'd be pretty awesome on the podcast since we're a pop culture nerd podcast that talks about Star Wars a lot. How perfect. And so I yeah. said, I told our producer Scott, I was like, let's contact these guys. Yes. <laughs> so. Awesome. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest okay. is history. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, growing up, I'd go to cons and I'd always see the 501st. Yeah. And it just, every time I thought I would get a chance to join, something life would intervene. And I just mm -hmm. went, ah, okay, they're, yeah, okay. But uh, the organization that I work for now, we have a lot of guys there who are huge Star Wars fans. And someone got the idea. They're like, well, Andy, you're a Star Wars guy. What about those costume guys? I went, oh, I don't know if they'll come see us. I, but they're like, it's May 4th. I'm like, ah, okay, you know what? What the heck? It doesn't hurt to ask, right? So I asked, and man, they were like, of course. Oh, we'd love, you know, your organization sounds great. Oh, we'd love to come out. And uh, Erica was actually one of the ones that came out. Nice. And I was asking her, I was like, okay, 501st, how hard is it to join? And she goes, well, you know, 501st is cool and everything, and they're great. Uh, she's like, but uh, I'm a member of Saber Guild. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. Pray tell me more. Yeah. And, um, you had me at Sabre. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get everyone. Yeah, exactly. And she goes, well, we specialize in Jedi and Sith, and we do practice demos. And I was just like, already, I'm like, yeah, so you got an application? Where, where do I sign? You know, I mean, it was just... It happened to be at a good time, and uh, that's how I heard about the Saber Guild. Nice. Um, and, yeah, it's just the, the rest of his history. <laughs> so that's how I got here. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Annabeth? My origin story, uh, I grew up on Star Wars. Origin story. Origin story. Ooh, that's what we I, for. My, you're, you're speaking on language, yes. Annabeth. My approved costume is a Sith. Um, uh, so yes, All the is, girls are Sith. Yes. Yeah, we are a female Sith strong oh, wow. <laughs> guild temple, and yeah. uh, we we have a lot of fun. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with it. But I grew up on Star Wars, loved watching it, and got into the animated series. So Clone Wars, Rebels, mm -hmm. all of all of the fun oh, stuff yeah. over COVID. It was my first time living alone, isolation, all that fun stuff. So I got yeah. into it, got really into <laughs> Star Wars, decided that that was the rabbit hole I was taking myself down. <laughs> And slowly got more and more involved. Went to my first Comic-Con ever two years ago. Nice. Decided uh, that I wanted to get into cosplay. Built an Ahsoka cosplay. Ah, nice. Um, built her out of latex, all the fun stuff. Oh. It was my first cosplay ever. Love her so much. Went this year. Saw people swinging lightsabers around. I was like, oh my god. They look like they're having so much fun. Yeah. So my friends pushed me up there. They're like, you have to go ask questions. And I walked away, and my friends looked at me, and they're like, you're going to that, aren't you? And I was like, obviously. There's no question. So I showed up the first day, and then immediately had all the costume ideas, wanted to build all the costumes, oh, yeah. all the characters. And Eric and Gareth have been great. I mean, everyone here is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Gareth is our local costume director. Mm -hmm. He was great about getting me involved and getting the costume ready and going and... The rest, is, the rest is history. I say, now they're stuck with me there. They can't get rid of me now. Seriously, so. oh, wow. yeah. I mean, this has become, <laughs> you know, oh, I've got other friends like, wait, it's a charity organization? Yeah. And I'm just like, whatever. I'm here to swing lightsabers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the charity things, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a bonus. Yeah. 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 I yeah. wish I wish I could say it does the same for charity work, but I have a weekly Yahtzee game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and saying that out loud, it's like, what? Weird. But it's well, like... The yeah, reason yes. to be there. Yes. Well, and that's that's part of it. I mean, we're we're all we all have different hobbies and things that uh, connect us. And uh, I'm sure I could rattle off 
a hundred different games that you guys are like, yep, play that, yep, play that, <laughs> you know, and that's that's what it's really all about is that this is just something that we all gather around. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a very inclusive environment, yeah. which I think makes it all the more approachable and all the more fun is that everyone is here because we love Star Wars. Right. And it's a really positive environment. So yeah. everyone wants to share that love of Star Wars. Oh, and yeah. like there is friendly banter about everything. We can have our sure. varying opinions, but at the yeah. end of the day, we're all here because we love Star Wars yeah. and we're all giant nerds. And I just, yeah. we just found a, like a little group of positrons deposited in the park <laughs> over by my house. Our people. We yeah. call our fans positrons. Positrons. Oh, yes. because, awesome. because we preach positivity. Yes. The whole, the whole bent of our podcast is being against what, is really popular in nerd culture right now is like the 10 reasons this sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, I've the, never yeah. understood You know, that. The, no. the eight reasons why Kathleen Kennedy needs to get drowned you with know, puppies. Number six like will surprise you. Yeah. 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 We're, yeah. we're the opposite of that. We try mm. to be the opposite. We're like it. the 10 reasons why this is awesome. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah. And I've, you know, I'll never forget some of my first cons. You know, I'm I'm effectively a little kid. You know, I'm 14 years old. Yep. Just discovered all of these you know new games, and I walk in expecting bullies. You know, these guys to go, kid. Yeah. You know, but no, I had people from age age range from 20 to you know 50 sit me down and go, Hey, cool. Have you played this? You haven't? Well, okay. Here's how it works. Nice. Hey, what do you want to play? Mm-hmm. And that made such an amazing impact because over the years there have been so many game systems where new people show up and they're they're timid. They don't know what to do. And so many people are like, No, get out of my perfect game. <laughs> I will not allow. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Shut up, man. Yeah. If we don't get another generation in here, it dies with us. Mm-hmm. Come on, little kid. Let me show you how to roll dice. Yep. You know, I've just never understood. I mean, sure, we're not going to always agree. Yep. Okay. And just like she said, we'll we'll have banter's like mm, I favor this movie over that movie, but we're respectful. We say, yes. "Oh, you yeah. you like that? Well, that's cool. You know, I like this one better." Yep. Yeah. And we just we just let it go. Yep. yep. It's ice cream flavors. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it's what I like to say to Scotty all the time. It's like, Scotty, I love you, but you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. We've, we've had those conversations. I always tell too. people, you're entitled to your incorrect opinion. <laughs> that's right. You know, totally. Yeah. So, Are you going to now ask them what their favorite movie is? I was getting there. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But because we did talk about they just got a patch for their hard oh, work yeah. at their, <laughs> their, their, their big showcase performance. What was it? What was it like? What was the highlight? What were you nervous about? Oh, what was the? Oh, that was it. Was a fun day. It was. You know, honestly, I had more fun than I thought I would. Um, nice. I've always been you know, real extroverted, so you know, I was the guy who. That's you know shocking. <laughs> I know. Shocking. Yeah. Um, you know, I was always the guy, the kid who was like, well, someone has to speak for the group. And I'm like, I got this. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that didn't bother me at all. Honestly, I was more worried about you know being around the kids and making sure that it's like, okay, I do this move now. Okay, then I have to do this. Okay, make it perfect. Make it perfect. And I'm, again, I'm just going... This kid's eight years old, man. He they don't know what I'm you know what I'm supposed to do. It's the best day of their life. They get to pick oh. up a lightsaber and they get to be a Jedi Padawan. Those yeah. kids were having the and best day ever. They're looking at us going, oh, these are real Jedi yeah. masters. And of course we try to play it up for yeah, them. Yeah. You know? And um, you know, so we we give them these little crystals at the end and say, Hey, you're not you're a Padawan now. Really? You have little kyber crystals? We do. Yeah, yeah these oh. you know now. We have red kyber crystals too, so oh. I get to lure the kids over to the dark side as our token Sith. That is and so it was, fun. It was so much fun. Because yeah. <laughs> we go, here you go, kids, here's your crystal. Choose the one that the forest calls you. And they're like, oh boy, oh boy. They grab it. Well then she's waiting kind of like right behind us and go, hey, psst, you 
want to join the dark side. Oh, right? the best part though is like I don't even tempt them. I just hold it out, and you know they're. You could tell the kids that are strong with dark side. Yeah. <laughs> you just you make eye contact with the kid, and they make eye contact with you, and there's no question. Oh, they just no. go straight past yeah. the colored uh, crystals. I saw this one kid just like, kind of look over. He just goes, "Yeah, whatever." Chuck's uh, one, and you know, she just grabs that ever hand. But on the reverse side, there are kids who are very strong on the light side, mm. and. I, Particularly, I think one of my favorite moments of the day, this little girl, I was standing at the exit. I was holding the red Kuiper crystal. She walked up to me, looked at the crystals in my hand, looked at me, and she goes, Psh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, very confidently walked yeah. away. And, and I think not... we, had, we had one kid that's like, you can't tempt me. I've seen the movies. <laughs> 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 yeah. And she you know, just looked at you like, well, all right. You know, There's I mean, no argument there. Yeah, I, I can't argue that, you know. <laughs> but truly, I think the highlight, yeah, of course, I had fun. I think the highlight, though, was there was a little girl came dressed up as Ray. Oh. And either her brother or cousin, I don't know, but uh, a male relative around the same age, he's dressed as Luke. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh man, oh man. So I go to our practice savers and I'm looking, I'm looking and sure enough, there's a yellow and a blue one. So mm -hmm. I just made sure, okay, these will be the ones they get. <laughs> you know, hey kids, I get it. You know, totally unaware of anything. And I walk over and when I hand her the yellow one, she was watching me like a hawk. I hand her the yellow one. Her eyes just went, oh. yeah. she goes, it's yellow. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then her brother's like, mm, yeah, good for you. And then I hand him the blue one. And he goes, oh, <laughs> I got blue. <laughs> and they so, just, they looked at each other and I was just like, I just made their day, their weekend, yes. you know. And I, I was, too uh, had an interaction with little yeah. Ray. So yeah. I was our token lady Sith of the day at yeah. our first troop. And I, the space we were in allowed me the opportunity to go and do what I was token call it yeah. crowd work it's, it's crowd work is a nice way of saying it um but i have like a really intricate it's a face tattoo look so i have a lot of lines and like mm -hmm. black lines going across my face and nice. i have black it's a whole yeah. look it looks it's very great. fun it's pretty intimidating it scared a few kids away um <laughs> I really hope I didn't give anyone too many nightmares. Uh, but this, the same little girl who was dressed as Ray, mm -hmm. without missing a beat, I was out in the atrium. I was doing the crowd work. Trading hadn't started yet. She came up to me very fearlessly, looked at me straight in the eye, and she's like, I know about the dark side. She's <laughs> like, and you, you have nothing on me. I have the light side. Yeah. And we had this whole banter back and forth, and I was like, like – this girl did not drop character. She yeah. was a Jedi. She oh, was a Jedi Padawan. And like, was very, I called her a youngling and she was like, no, I'm a Jedi Padawan. Yeah. And she had it done the train. Like, I was like, all right. Yeah, exactly. The three I was snaps like, listen. And, uh, you know. and then she came up to me after the Padawan training and she was like, I defeated you. And I was like, this time. And she was very adamant that she would defeat me again, time and time again, because she had the light side. Yeah. And it, I think that was such a, highlight of the day because it is fun to like get dressed up and like we're having the time of our lives too yeah. but then to have this interaction with this little girl who so clearly loves this thing and to bond over yeah. it with such a distinct age difference yeah. and like I I told my friends this I was telling the story and I was like I hope that our interaction planted that seed of nerdiness mm -hmm. and planted that love oh, yeah. and I hope it grows in her and no one ever squashes that oh. and if anyone does I'm coming at them oh, totally. with As the whole force of the dark side yeah. no, yes. she's, no she she is I mean those, some of those kids are going to remember this just like I did and you know 10 years from now you know they're going to carry on the tradition they'll be like hey you like Star Wars hey I liked it too uh, we had a kid see our lightsabers he's like oh, dad I got a half one yes. dad. <laughs> and 
it was so funny because the dad goes, well, son, I mean, when you get older, you can get bigger toys now. And he goes, you know, Mr. Jedi, that, that cost a pretty penny, right? And I just kind of went, mm, you know. And I just looked at the kid and I said, hey, don't worry. I was in your situation once. <laughs> I got here. So will you. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the kid just kind of went, really? You know? <laughs> so, and you know. To me, it's just, it's such a generational thing. Yeah, yeah. I love watching kids get into stuff. People make fun of them and go, like, I remember when Pokemon became big and I had roommates like, oh my God, this is so lame. <laughs> and I went, dude, that's the next generation. They're yeah. going to go into our game stores and they're going to give money so that we can still go buy our old products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're yep. going to teach their kids. I was like, man, nerddom is going to live. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're going around planting nerd seeds. That's yes. it. That's yeah. what we talk about on our podcast. We talk about it yeah. on our podcast yeah. all the time. <laughs> more, more power to you guys, though, because if I were to do a bad guy performance and a little kid come up to me and be like, I took you out, I'd be like, listen here, you little brat. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I know that's against regulation, oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. More, more power to you. But you but just look like a Jedi with your beard and everything. I know, but you're if a little, a little kid came up and be like, I beat you, I'd be like, sure, yeah, good job. Yeah. And then I'd have to go punch something in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure, kid. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, walk, let's walk outside real quick, all right? I mean, you could ask <laughs> yeah. the other Jedi. They did get a little bit of the front end of that after that interaction. Action. They were the force choke was maybe a little too strong about it. Uh, but, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm fine. jealous of you guys because that impact on kids and planting those nerd seeds and just having that, such a fun day like that is amazing yeah, stuff for sure. It is. It's there are moments that like you step away and you pinch yourself. I went to the FC Dallas game after that. Nice. And was able to be that was my first time like trooping with the 501st too and like standing in an elevator with Darth Vader and you just like oh. look up and you're like. I don't know what I did in my adult life to get here, but I'm not mad about it. It's, uh, yeah. Truly, it's so much yeah. fun. And just knowing that you're interacting with a bunch of nerds and y'all are just yeah. having the time of your life. We all is, love it. It makes it stuff. all so much. It's so worth it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's really yeah. rewarding. Well, we won't take up too much of the sword swing in time. Do you, yeah. know, do you know the name of your, was that Robert Butler? Was he your Darth Vader? Was it Robert? Oh. Um, we had a Darth Vader at four. It may have been. There was well, I think there were two separate Darth Vaders. We did have we had two different yeah. Darth Vaders. Oh, we just we just know one. We interviewed him before. <laughs> oh, if so we, we interview people, we know them. No matter uh, if we never talk to him again. Uh, sure, oh, yes, hey. yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> hey. What did he look like? We, I am great. He's at He's a great faces. big tall guy. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Here, I can pull him up on the Instagram for you. There you the, go. The, the one uh, that he I may saw, have been our Vader. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he. Uh, he, he was definitely. No, no, that wasn't the guy okay. at, no. at, at, at my face. They may have been FC Dallas. Actually. No, we had a younger guy at FC oh, Dallas okay. who's okay. out of street for a younger guy. No, he didn't get to play Vader. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, people always ask. They they say, you know, well, what's your favorite? What's that? And I always go, man, I you know, I'm old enough to where it was the original trilogy. You know, I, that's what I grew up on. It's my favorite. There you, you know? go. Yeah. yeah. Newbie also, what's your favorite Star Wars? Uh, adversely, I grew up on the prequels, and that's what really. I have to say, Ewan McGregor really sparked my love yeah. for Star Wars as young oh, yeah. Obi-Wan. I had a giant crush on him as a little girl. And, oh, yeah. like, that remains. How I, can you not? Right. Well, I mean, yes, know. exactly. Uh, seriously, you yeah. know? I say did. I should clarify, I still have yeah, a giant sure, crush yeah. on Ewan McGregor. Well, well, right. I mean, if yeah. Natalie Portman were to walk up, I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, a fine actress you are. No, I'd be like, yeah. hey, Ped. Hey. <laughs> 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 will, will, will you sign, I don't know, something yeah. here? Yeah. You know. My partner and I have an understanding. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> we probably shouldn't get into that. But no, yeah. no, no. I think that's, yeah. I'm that's, with you. I'm yeah, with okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Ewan McGregor. Just, you don't, just yeah. don't laminate the card. Yeah, that's it. Learn that from friends. 
Great. Great advice. This is laminated. Right. Yeah. And it all just says you and McGregor on it. It <laughs> says you and McGregor That's five right, yeah. times. Don't question it. That's right. Don't like, question it. Don't question it. That means five separate. Well, thanks, guys, so much for talking to us. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate you being on the podcast with thank us. Thank you all for coming out. Yeah, no, yeah. this has been a blast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We want to also we want to thank everyone from the Saber Guild who's talked mm-hmm. to us tonight for being here yeah. with us. This has been so much fun. Almost too much fun? Are we having too much fun, Mikey? Uh, too much fun for one day. That means I have to come back. So, yes, too yeah. much fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. Awesome. Awesome possum. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, great. Up top. Yeah. Woohoo.